0: The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Glenn Beck. The
1: Blaze Radio
2: Network. Reading this textbook uh, that is now in classrooms called By the People, A History of the United States. It's a textbook for advanced placement American history high school classes. And by the way, do you know that now to get a history major, world history major, you don't have to take a single course in American history? Not one. Not one. How how do you understand world history if you don't understand the United States? How do you understand if if we don't have to take any world his, uh, uh, any American history to to qualify as a as a history teacher, a world history teacher? How 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 is that possible? Did the United States not play a role in anything that's la- happened in the last 220 years? Did we not play any role? How, I mean, how is that possible?
0: It's really the only important role to understand. Correct. Right? It's the, by far the most dynamic change. Correct. I mean, we've tried things that no one had
2: tried before. We are now no longer teaching the founders. In fact, some school districts are now only teaching American history post-1900. Oh, it's a surprise because that's when uh, oh the progressive era started. Isn't that interesting? History, history is written by those in power, and the good news is you have the ability to uh, to to teach history. It's being made every day to teach history to your kids, and it's imperative that you do. In this advanced uh, placement textbook for high school by the people is the name of the book. Um, I gave you a couple of things. One is uh, most thought that Trump was too extreme of a candidate to win the nomination, but his extremism, his anti-establishment rhetoric, and some said his not very hidden racism connected with a significant uh, number of primary voters. So I would agree with, uh, I'd say 90% of this most thought that Trump was extreme candidate who couldn't win the nomination, I contend even Donald Trump's people didn't think he could win the nomination, but he went in as an extreme candidate to shake up the system. His his uh, anti-establishment rhetoric, yeah, that connected with a lot of people. Now, his extremism and his not very hidden racism, no, no. Uh, did some people perceive some of the things he said as racist? Yeah, yeah, they did. Who are those people? I don't know. Do they exist? Yeah. In what number? I don't know. I mean, that, that shouldn't be in that textbook. That's not, You could say some people felt that it, he uh, had hidden racist tendencies as long as you say others vehemently denied that. He, says, he goes on, Clinton supporters feared the election uh, had been determined by people who were afraid of a rapidly developing ethnic diversity of the country. Can we stop with this? I don't know a soul that is afraid of the country changing because there are all these black people here. I see brown people. <laughs> no, nobody, I don't know of anybody that is feeling that way. I don't know anybody that is like, whites are going to be in the minority. We got to start killing me some of those other colored people.
0: You know, people in the media, the Richard
2: Spencers of the world, of course, things like that. They do exist, but
0: they're in small numbers. Here's
2: what people are feeling the American culture, the culture that we've had from the beginning of neighborliness, decency, honor, integrity, we've failed all of those things over and over again. But for the most part, you could predict America, you could predict what your neighbor would do, and we all generally agreed on the Bill of Rights. Even though we wouldn't live up to them all the time, we were always progressing and getting better. There's no finish line. And so we're always progressing and getting better. But generally, we all agreed on those things. Well, here's what I'm afraid of. And it has nothing to do with the color of skin. It does have something to do with people coming in from other countries. Let's say Sweden. Sweden. I don't want a bunch of Swedes in here that want to make America like Sweden. No, then live in Sweden. I want you to come here if you're like, you know, we had some really good things, you know, but it it may not work here because it's diverse. There's. No diversity in Sweden or what a surprise. As soon as we started introducing uh, some some sort of diversity, the whole thing started to shimmy apart. Huh? Wonder if that had anything to do with it. I don't want people here who want to recreate their country. I don't want people here who just want to be an American because you can become rich by the world's standards. I want people here who understand the opportunity that our Constitution provides. And that's what we're losing, but we're losing it with white people and black people and young people and old people. We're losing it everywhere. There's nobody generating those kind of people, and that's what I think people fear. And they saw Donald Trump as a guy who's like, "I love the country. You say whatever you want." But he loves the country. I'm sorry. I don't think that was a universal opinion under Barack Obama. Now, you may not agree with Donald Trump's version of the country, but he loved it. And people wanted they want a president who's like, I'm on I'm on our side. I'm on our side. That played to a lot of people. They felt that he loved the country. That's important. It it has less to do with race. Think <laughs> he goes on to say uh uh, it was uh, afraid of rapidly developing ethnic diversity of the country, or discomfort with their candidate's gender. Look, it's not 1970 anymore, and Hillary Clinton is not Mary Tyler Moore. She's more like an angry mod. For the love of people, can love of Pete, can you hippies stop living in the 1960s and 70s? I mean,
0: you did. You're the one that made
2: the mod reference. I don't know that because again. they'll understand it. <laughs>
0: that's true though this idea that i mean is there again is there someone out there in the sound of my voice that didn't vote for hillary clinton because she was a woman
2: maybe maybe maybe. i've never met anyone who's like that but it's possible okay try try this on for size that's like me saying you know that melania hasn't been on uh on on magazine fashion magazine covers any no she's been on one but I don't remember which one it was. It wasn't a fashion magazine. But she she was on Vanity Fair Mexico. Yeah, that, so you're that's right. That You're does right. Not, you're right. That you're right. You're right. It doesn't count because it's not American. Vanity Fair Mexico. She has not been on the cover of any women's magazine. And think about the extensive propaganda we receive. Of the to, arms, you
0: must believe Michelle Obama is beautiful. You must. She's on every fashion magazine. She's on magazine after magazine. If you questioned her abs, you were a monster. A monster. And then they put a supermodel in the White House, and she's on zero magazine covers.
2: I think that's because she's a woman, Stu. That's as dumb a point. Exactly what right. I'm making here. It is the same point. It is so, if I said that with a straight face to the left, you're only doing that because she's a woman. You would roll your eyes, rightfully so, and say, that's ridiculous. And you'd bring up the point. I liked when Michelle
0: Obama was on fashion magazines. Like we'd say, well, we liked Carly Fiorina. But you would never give us any points for that. No. You would never say, remember who used to lead the polls? You know, a couple, it was a couple elections ago now, but Condoleezza Rice used to be the person, they would talk about leading the
2: polls as a potential candidate. No problem, no problem with women. None. Stop it. Stop it. Then he says, and uh, there is a there was a a nostalgia for an earlier time in the nation's history. Yeah, you know what? That's true of everybody. That's true of everybody, because we all look back. The older you get, the you look back and you're like, you know, it was simpler those days. No, it wasn't. It was simpler those days. Yeah, you had to pump your own water. (laughs) You had to go outside and crap in a box. You had to wipe yourself with leaf. <laughs> it was never better back then. It was never better back then. We have better things now. We have easier times now. We have connection around the planet like we've like we've never, ever had. Yes. In your old timey memories, you can be like, oh, I remember going down to the fruit cellar in grandma's house. And how wonderful grandma worked her ass off to pick all of that food and then she spent all summer canning it and every time she would look at you and say hey you gotta go down and get some beans you'd be like why can't somebody else do it because you were freaked out about grandma's basement because it was dark and spooky not like most basements today so please stop with the it was better in the old days it wasn't it wasn't And, and stop with this well you know what we need to do let me tell you, I got it. I've got to. <sighs> Do you know I watched? I watched. Who was that? What was that chick's name? Who? Bill Mar. In fact, play Bill Maher. Bill Maher made this point on uh, on uh, watching old movies mm. and the hashtag um, uh, Me Too. Listen, to this.
1: A recent article by Molly Ringwald got a lot of attention because she revisited. The Breakfast Club and her other 80s movies and found them troubling in the age of Me Too. She said she was taken aback by the scope of the ugliness. Oh, please, they were teen comedies, not snuff films. You can't blame someone for not being woke 30 years before woke was a thing. 20 years ago, the jokes on Friends were just funny. Now, some millennials, some, I applaud the sane ones, But some find the jokes sexist, transphobic, and fat-shaming. Okay, but if you spend your time combing through old TV shows to identify stuff that by today's standards looks bad, you're not woke, you're just a douchebag. We're never finished (laughs) evolving. I hate to break it to you, but no matter how woke you think you are, you are tolerating things right now that will make you cringe in 25 years.
2: Amen. Now let me speak to all the douchebags. (laughs) As... Bill Maher has described and labeled those people who want to look back in time and be outraged by something that was said or done 20 years ago. Because I am assuming that that douchebagginess continues beyond 20 years to perhaps 250 years to our founders. Who definitely never, you could go up to them in the street and say, You're not woke, man, and they wouldn't know what the hell you were talking about. Joe Biden could say, Hey, dude, man, keep on trucking just without all the African Americans. Okay, he wouldn't understand that because he was in a different time. So if we can lecture Molly Ringwald about her evolving standards, maybe we can do the same with those who want to say, you know, those uh, founding fathers, they were just evil. No, they were a product of their day, just like Molly Ringwald. Now, the difference is she's a woman. So I'm going to come down. Oh, no, wait. I'm applying the same standard to a woman that I am an old dead guy. Yeah, but he was white and a man. What happened there? I don't know. Oh, I'm so nostalgic for the, for the good old days when right was right and wrong was wrong and let's just go lynch him. What the hell, what the hell is wrong with us?
0: This is the only show that will tie Molly Ringwald to the founders today. And You're I am, get that anywhere
2: else. And I am thrilled mm-hmm. to do it because it is the loss of American culture—not white, not black, not male, female, cisgender none of that. It's none of that. It is the loss that we all feel. Something's not right. Something's not right. It, I, I feel like we we're, we're our country is slipping through our fingers. Because what I'm watching on TV would not have been acceptable. And what's really I I would love for this guy to to write because he he wrote uh, those who had long thought of a nation as a white and Christian country found it difficult to adjust to President Barack Obama. Really? Really? Because I don't think that's what it was. I think it was his policies. I think it was his communist ties. I think it was his. A constant insistence on saying that America was bad and that you couldn't make it without government help. I think that's what it was. But what's weird is the Tea Party didn't march on inaugural weekend. We didn't do that. That was the Democrats that seemed to have a problem with something beyond his policies and they can't let it go. And I think the textbook for American history should end this chapter on what's strange... Is half the country felt the way under Barack Obama that the other half would soon feel after the election of Donald Trump? Yet, with so much in common, neither side was woke enough to see that. Glenn Beck, the Blaze Radio Network.